This is News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for June 15th, 2019. This week we talk about John McAfee threatening to out U.S. government officials with secret files he's acquired over the years in the event that he has ever disappeared. A teenage girl dressed as a clown kills her own boyfriend. Missing Native American women, a strange structure found underneath the lunar south pole surface and vampire witch reptilian super soldiers. I'm your co-host, Eric Render King Fisk. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Oh yeah. John McAfee is a, he's just fucking nuts. Guy is gone, man. Do you want to open up the show talking about how McAfee is going to take everybody down if he's suicided. Yeah, yeah. I love that he assumes that after he's dead, he's going to be able to do anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, that just seems... There's a logical flaw there from the beginning, you know what I mean? Well, unless, of course, <laughs> he left instructions for somebody. Which is entirely possible. I mean, the guy's got so much fucking money, it's ridiculous. I mean... I, didn't he go down and, like, buy some country in fucking South America or something? I mean... Yeah, he did He some, has crazy money. He does. He does. He has... He has a ton of dough, even though McAfee has made some catastrophic mistakes in the past. Um, people still use his services for reasons... I, yeah. I, I, I don't use McAfee anymore. And, you know, and you, and you know why. Um, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, you you actually were one of the people who convinced me not to use McAfee anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, so I'm looking up this news story, and while I'm looking it up, do you want to fill in the listeners? By the way, I forgot to ask you how are you um, how are you doing on, this on McAfee? Oh, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, last night, a musician friend of mine, a local musician friend, uh, had a, an album release party last night. So if I sound a little less with it than normally than normal at least we know the reason why how hungover are you <laughs> i'm not, not not hungover just uh let's just say it was a late night and leave it at that it was yeah it was it was it was a good time though it's a good time guy is the the guy that uh who had the release party is a great guy really really good musician i played with him a number of times at a, at open mic nights and seeing him his places over the years and it's funny because i always think of him as a guitarist and i forget that he sings yeah but he's actually got a really good voice and he's released um a number of songs on like spotify i think he's on itunes as well his name is um oh gar what the hell is his last name it, it'll come uh, i want to say gar roberts but that's not it um Gar Ashby. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants to listen to um, some classic rock done very well, um, he's got some covers and some originals, uh, look up Gar Ashby. and uh, We'll try and have a link really on good. the show page as well for for this episode for... Yeah. Yep. So it's it's this is the episode for June 16th, 2019. So it'll be up on the show page, and uh, ask him if we can if we can use some of uh, some of his music for uh, for bumpers or or, or, or whatnot. 
we'll play. Sure. We'll, I'll, I'll ping him on it. Yeah, yeah, we'll play a couple of clips. Yeah. So, and by the way, I didn't, I didn't realize that um, John McAfee, um, is an IRS fugitive. Yeah, that's why he bought that South American country because he didn't want to pay taxes. Not, I can't say as though I, I, I don't blame him, but that's <laughs> that's not the story though. The story is that a couple of days ago, two days ago, um, he made this very weird, strange prediction. Um, and the headline, you read the headline. So sometimes you're so much better at it than I am. All right. So this is from what RT? What yeah. RT? It's, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a Russian news. What is RT? I don't know. Okay. But I know. Anyway, I, I know. The, at the top, there's a bunch of stuff in Russian, but it's this is the English language version yeah. of it. So it's RT.com. And the title of it uh, is I'll fucking bury you. McAfee vows to expose corrupt U.S. officials and CIA agents if disappeared. And, then, and I, I love how they, they present this, too, which is just freaking awesome. First of all, they got a picture of somebody who is not John McAfee at the top. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is, but it's <laughs> it, not John McAfee. It could be John McAfee in a really clever disguise. Yeah, it would be a very <laughs> clever disguise. It doesn't look anything like him. It says, Bitcoin evangelist John McAfee has threatened to bury the U.S. government if they keep harassing him over unpaid taxes, promising to leak a huge trove of files proving corruption throughout Washington and its allies. Quote, I've collected files on corruption in governments. For the first time, I'm naming names and specifics. End quote. McAfee warned in a string of tweets stretching back to Sunday vowing to release over 31 terabytes of incriminating data to the press if arrested or otherwise disappeared. He posted the names of a corrupt CIA agent and two Bahamian officials, along with claims they'd taken bribes and been involved with drug trafficking, apparently to show he was not bluffing. I think it's hilarious because the CIA doesn't arrest people. But anyway... <laughs> One of his tweets says, for my followers, my recent tweets are less for you than they are for my pursuers. And that's fur as an F-I-R. They are shots across the bow. Leave me the fuck alone or go down with the corruption you have embraced because I will fucking bury you if you continue. Doubt me at your own fucking risk. He also promised to release the names of, quote, 25 congressmen and five senators from both parties who are coming up for re-election in 2020 and who must be recalled. And if that fails, booted out of office on Election Day. Don't don't mince words. Tell us what you really no. think, Mr. McAfee. <laughs> right? right. My favorite one is this tweet with a and this is the tweet literally says, I am not implying that our entire government is corrupt. I am saying that it is corrupt to the point that no one is untouched by it. So if no one is untouched by by corrupt, wouldn't that be saying that the entire government is corrupt? Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's smoking down there, but he's rich enough. He should be sharing. Yeah. Right. Claiming the Department of Justice is cooking up murder, racketeering, and money laundering charges against him in the hope of extraditing him from the Bahamas and locking him up for tax evasion. McAfee pointed out that the last attempt at framing him when authorities in Belize raided his home and charged him with running a drug operation failed. The U.S. government has never faced a foe like me before, McAfee declared, promising to suffer this onslaught no longer. Yeah. So this guy is predicting that he is going to be suicided 
or disappeared by the CIA. And the question I have is, did he use his McAfee software to hack into government files and extract information? Like you, well, you do, virus do, do you remember the reason why I told you to not use McAfee? I, I remember you gave me several reasons. <laughs> yes, I did. Among them was that it's a it's it's not a very well written program. It tends to really kind of monopolize resources yeah. on the machine. I believe like at least three of the versions that I had been forced to use in the past had memory leaks, which a memory leak just consumes more and more of your memory the longer it runs. And for yeah. a program that runs in the background constantly, it like every week or so I would have to reboot my computer. Yeah. Um, but also there were within the IT industry, there were people who were saying that they think McAfee was actually behind a lot of the viruses that were that were out there that were really kind of benign, but they would do things that would like they would they were the ones that would take the take files and break them down and start sending them to secure locations on the internet. Yeah. And the reason why they suspected that is because no one would hear of these things. All of a sudden there would be a release from McAfee saying that, Hey, we're protecting people from this virus. And then you'd find out that a shit ton of people have the virus. Right. So they'd up, update McAfee and then it'd be gone. So there yeah, was, it's just, yeah, there was a lot of really sort of strange, peculiar things that were happening. That yeah, and and deleting essential files off your operating system that your computer actually needs, like video right. drivers and stuff like that. Um, there was a ton of like yeah. really bad things that had that that happened to such an extent that it's like when you can't like like the lat like you came over and you told me what was going on and while I was in the bathroom you actually <laughs> got rid of <laughs> McAfee off my <laughs> off my computer and installed something else. <laughs> yep. I was I was pissed for about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like when I seem to recall saying, "Hope you don't mind." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Good times. That's what you really need. You really need somebody who is willing to like get between you and danger. <laughs> you know, don't do it, Eric. Don't do it. <laughs> Damn it, dude! If you don't, I will. <laughs> So, oh boy, but, and it, it was funny how a lot of the problems that I had, like I thought, do I have, it's like, do I need to upgrade my computer or do I not have enough RAM? And all of a sudden all those computers, all those problems just disappeared just when McAfee disappeared. <laughs> so, oh, good time. So oh my I, gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. hold on. This last sentence paragraph Yep. In the article says McAfee announced in January he was running for president in exile on a platform promoting the use of cryptocurrencies. Currently living aboard a yacht in the Caribbean he has called the Freedom Boat, he claimed he would use masked doppelgangers to campaign in the US. Well, he has my vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, not because I this think is a guy who thinks that he himself, just him alone, can take down the federal government. And by the way, is running to run, be in charge of that same government. 
Yeah. Why would you want to be in charge of something you think is completely and totally corrupt? Does he not understand how the presidency works? I mean, yeah, this guy's got a few loose marbles, man. I, I well, I another thing that I just read across the newswire is that Remy Malik will be playing the role of John McAfee in the next Bond film. <laughs> Please tell me that's not fake. Please tell me that's not a joke. I, I, I just made it up sitting here in oh, the chair. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, we met Rami Malik. Oh once yeah, we were. Yeah, we were in um. <clears throat> We were in Moab on vacation, uh, family reunion kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he was down there filming uh, Need for Speed. And he came into the place we were at, and he was hammered off his ass and started hitting on my 18-year-old niece. And uh, and when she wasn't really being receptive, he started hitting on my 17-year-old daughter. <laughs> and I was like, dude. I looked at my brother-in-law. I'm like, dude. If he grabs either one of their asses, we're going to have an issue. And he goes, oh, relax. They can handle themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, uh, he, 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 ha he had the role of um, uh, Freddie Mercury just nailed down. He, he, he did a great job in that movie, I thought. so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I it. That movie I have issues with, but okay. anyway, I do, yeah. I do too because it's not it's, yeah. it's not factually accurate, right? They they played fast and loose with a lot of facts and even the timeline. Yeah, like especially the timeline. The, yeah, like they told, they presented the um, what was it? The Live Aid concert that yes. Queen just freaking dominated. Yeah, they presented that as he already had AIDS and that was like their last big concert together when the truth is he wasn't even diagnosed with AIDS for like two years after thought, that yeah, concert took place. So it's like, yeah. yeah. And the thing is that I find funny is that I remember watching the movie and they're showing it. I'm like, that, wh what? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's not right. That's, that's not, not right. how it happened. And, yeah. And the thing is, is that, and we, I, I don't want to make the entire show about Bohemian Rhapsody, but the thing is, right. is that Queen like never stopped touring and Live Aid was just like, like just one of the stops along their tour. Right. Um, right. And, and he wasn't having problems with his voice. Uh, well, uh, he had yeah. been sick prior to, prior yeah. to the concert, but it wasn't, um, as I understand it anyway, it was yeah. not um, AIDS related, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Speaking of people that are fucking loony, where's that story on the, the, the ginger? Oh, that, that, the <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? I was just reading uh, file, that. file this under reasons why you do not want to have sex with redheads. It's, yeah, a, oh it's, my gosh. It's actually, under well, first of all, she's, she's a redhead and she's got green eyes and I mean, she's not a bad looking girl. She no, really is not at all. Uh, Fox 17 Nashville. Yeah. Teen girl dressed as clown stabbed lover five times during sex. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing about the fact that this poor guy was stabbed to death while he's dressed oh, no. as. Oh, he lived. Oh, oh okay. he lived. He lived. A 19 year old British woman was sentenced to 11 years in prison on Wednesday after admitting to, quote, unlawfully and maliciously wounding her 17 year old lover with intent to do him grievous bodily harm. So my question is, 
is there a lawful wounding that you can do in, <laughs> in England? Because, yeah. yeah, you know, for people who like mastered the language and created it, you'd think they'd understand the implications of what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this is, this, this is a quote from the victim. As normal people would be repulsed, and where I found myself being repulsed, she was watching it with intent, but she'd be really into it, talking about her showing him videos depicting acts of extreme violence. Now, videos depicting acts of extreme violence, I watch those on a regular basis. It's called like the John Wick series yeah. of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that mean I'm psycho? Anyway. Well, no, because you've never dressed anybody up as a clown to, to kill them before. While oh, no, 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 dude. She, let me, let me scroll down. Um, she walked in with her hands behind her back and asked, does this scare you? And now she's standing in the doorway wearing clown makeup, completely naked. Oh, she's in the clown makeup. Yeah, she put herself in clown makeup. So, um... He has a phobia of barefoot clowns. Apparently, as long as the clowns have something on their feet, he's okay with it. But, you know, if they're barefoot, that's that's a rather specific phobia. Whatever. There's a story so, behind that. I promise you there's a story behind that. Most likely, but I'm not really interested in it at this time. <laughs> no. I'm like, we're good. We're, we're good. good. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I, so, I'm, I'm, fi I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> so he says she walked in with her hands behind her back and asked does this scare you i said no you can go and wash it off she had diamond eyes and a joker mouth with red lipstick on the lips and she had her hands behind her back she had a weird smirk on her face yeah yeah she <laughs> yep. had a weird smirk on her face <laughs> the victim also recalled in the video how adam stated her sexual fantasy was to tie up a male and use him as a human sacrifice the court was told that she got into bed with the boy and asked him if she could tie him to the bed, to which the victim says he responded no. So here's a hint, people. Yeah. If whoever it is you're about to have sex with has told you in the past that their sexual fantasy was to tie up someone and use them as a human sacrifice, and then they ask if they can tie you up while they have their hands behind their back, the appropriate response is is not to wait. <laughs> Get the hell up and leave the fucking room. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Oh, yeah. But it gets worse because apparently this kid's an idiot or he really, really wanted sex. Either yeah. way. Yeah. She asked again, can I tie you to the bed? I said no. And then she said, put the pillow over your face then. It's kinkier that way. So I put the pillow on my head. Are you an idiot? He is. She's she just, ugh, ugh. People are dumb. Yeah. People are dumb. I mean, I've been tied to the dead bed before, but never by anyone who said that they had a sexual fantasy of tying someone to the bed so they could sacrifice me to Satan. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my gosh. So this guy got stabbed on his upper left arm, two stab wounds in his chest, one in his right hand, and one to his right inner thigh. Wow. He was able to escape. And get help from a neighbor. Taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, required him to undergo emergency surgery, and she was arrested at the scene. So she didn't even leave the house. Yeah. The knife used was a kitchen knife with a black handle and a 6 to 10 inch long blade. Now, everyone's going to think, why would she even have a knife like that? Go into your kitchen yep. and look at your kitchen knives. Yep. I guarantee you, you have a kitchen knife with a 6 to 10 inch long blade. 
you probably use it for like cutting up roast. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yep. Yep. And England is getting really freaky about knives now because they've outlawed guns and strangely murder is still going on. Yeah. The thing is, is that London is now the murder capital of the world, but instead of using guns, they use knives. Right. London has eclipsed New York City in the number of murders. Well, actually, it'd be it'd be more impressive that they eclipsed Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be. But the thing is, is that there are more murders occurring in London than there are in New York City. But the weapon of choice are knives. Yeah. And it got pretty bad. I mean, there was, I, I don't remember where I saw the article, but I think, I want to say it was in one of the one of the BBC websites. Yeah. Police were actually arresting people like electricians for having screwdrivers at one point. Yeah. And it's like, it's called a tool. And yeah. when you're a, when you're an electrician, that is a vital tool in your trade. That'd be like someone arresting me for having a keyboard. Exactly. I mean, you kind of need it. So, yeah. And then our Detective Constable Calvin Graves. Any assault with a knife has the potential for fatal consequences. In this instance, the young victim of this callous and violent attack has been very fortunate to escape with his life. Adams told the officers she blacked out and had no memory of the attack. A 17-year-old victim is not so fortunate. He has to live with the physical and mental scars of Adams' reactions for the rest of her life. his life. He has shown great courage throughout the investigation, not least in giving detectives the statement regarding the attack whilst only hours into his recovery. That's just, oh my gosh. It's a shame, really. It, it really is. She's not a bad-looking kid. But no, not at all. Bit of a psycho. And um, somewhere in here, I could have sworn it said she had a kid. Yeah. She's 19 year old, years old with a kid, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, Oh, she claimed that she, she stated she had no recollection of carrying out the attack. She claimed she blacked out as a result of consuming alcohol and marijuana. Okay. All right. I'm still yeah. not. I'm, I'm seriously. I mean, obviously, she's way out of my age range. Um, right. But the thing is, is that this is this is a sort. This is a huge thing where you like. The, there's all the warning signs there. Yeah. There's all. There's all these. Um, like Oprah Winfrey has a famous saying, when somebody tells you who they are, take, take their word for it. If somebody tells yeah. you that they have these strange fetishes and that they are obsessed yeah. with certain things, believe them. If someone tells you that they have a uh, fantasy to tie someone up and use them as a human sacrifice, that'd be an indication that's you know, the end of that relationship. You don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be with that person for much longer. <laughs> oh. Get, uh, it's sort of like. It's funny because in, in, in the movie, um, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yep. Um, one of the things that uh, that she's, that the, the, the woman says in the movie, and I, I forget who the hell the actress is, but anyway, it's a Mike Myers movie, one of his first movies. And. She says, we're lying here together. We're sleeping. That involves a lot of trust. I mean, I could tie you up in your sleep and then kill you, and you would never wake up. You would just go to sleep and never wake up. I mean. I think she was played by Nancy maybe Travis. Nancy Travis. Thank yeah. you. Um, maybe it's just me, but at that point, 
I might be considering the relationship a little more. <laughs> I might be reconsidering the parameters of this relationship at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that we should be seeing many, much of each other anymore. <laughs> I mean, there are... I mean, and I, and, and I admit, I have some strange... Um, I don't know, passions, I think. I don't know if that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. I, I have a lot of unusual interests. And I've I've never been a, a that much of a conformist, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um and I have um and it's like I'm not every woman's cup of tea. Just out of curiosity, do you still have that that the the mock up of that thing from the Temple of Doom over the bed so you can tie Carol to it on occasion? <laughs> Is that No. <laughs> No, no. Oh, come on, we worked hard on making that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I, I now I have a picture inside my head of Carol's dad turning off his hearing aid. <laughs> it was just PVC. I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, sure, we painted it black because, you know, it's got to be movie accurate. But I mean, (laughs) we do take this cosplay and (laughs) we do we do we do take our our movie paraphernalia uh, um, and 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 set recreations uh, a little too far. But no, Carol, Carol has never been. Um, strapped to it. <laughs> Does she at least get the lines right? Solaron. Kalima. Kalima. And it's not my heart that she extracts. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're just going to leave that hanging there. <laughs> oh boy by the way a listener, yeah. a listener had told me that last week when you were talking about cock swabbing your coffee mug they've, they've <laughs> not laughed that hard <laughs> at a podcast <laughs> in ages I think we should just, just admit this is, the, this is the funniest grossest most sick perverted <laughs> sexually deviant podcast in the realm of the paranormal that you will ever listen to. <laughs> but they, they're they tuning back in, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Remember, I'm wrong for saying it. You're not wrong for laughing at it. That's, that's the important parameter you've got to remember. Oh, uh, what, what news item do we want to hit next? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um... I think this article from the Express UK. Okay. Um, yeah. We can't prove sex with children does them harm. Oh, sweet Jesus. Boy, what a great way to take just to yeah, take. Yeah. Nice segue there, huh? Oh, God. Um, so apparently in Mario Link, London, they yeah. have something called the Pedophile Information Exchange. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that seems to declare what they do pretty pretty solidly so i don't think i need to elaborate on that so the headline 
and this is from this article was from uh, March of 2014. Let's just also interject here. I have gotten burned in the past by men by linking to the Express UK. Co UK. Yeah, it the the Express out of London or out of England has a history of dubious headlines. I just want to put that caveat out there. And we okay. Okay. So when you yeah. when you read this, take it with a grain of salt and look at the the source. I haven't looked up this woman's name. I don't know how true this story is, it, it, but it has a ring of. Um, do I want to well, say it's definitely inflammatory? Story? Yeah, it's definitely inflammatory. I mean. They say evidence has emerged that the views of the pedophile information exchange influenced policymaking at the National Council for Civil Liberties when it was run by former Labor Health Secretary Patricia Hewitt. What I find interesting about this is even though this article itself is now over five years old, yeah, they themselves in the article are talking about a report written in 1976. Right. So, yeah. Um. Not exactly a recent thing, but anyway, uh, PI members were lobbying the NCCL officials for the age of consent to be reduced in campaigning for pedophile love. Their view that children were not harmed by having sex with adults appears to have been adopted by those at the top of the civil liberties group. Now, I'm not going to read the entire article, no. but yeah, they, they're talking about extracts of an NCCL report in that was written in 1976 and yeah. the report says we're both partners are age 10 or over but under 14 a consensual sexual act should not be an offense as the age of consent is arbitrary we propose an overlap of two years on either side of 14. now on the surface of it that doesn't sound like they're campaigning for um that they're campaigning for pedophilia because Maybe it's just me, but if you're over 10, but under 14, you're not an adult. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like it. Um, it also says childhood sexual experiences willing engaged in with an adult result in no identifiable damage. So this whole article is just a mess because in one paragraph, they're talking about between 10 and 14. And then they, again, go back to an, um, childhood sexual experiences willingly engaged in with an adult where are they getting that because 10 to 14 is not adult right then they draw that conclusion again it just is really weird um but if people don't like the express article here's one from the bbc wherein miss hewitt says she's sorry for her stance on the pedophile group now to be clear what she's apologizing for is the NCCL having links to uh, the pedophile information yep. exchange. Um, she said she had never condoned the vile crimes of pedophiles. Um, so apparently, let's see. Yeah, this one was written in February of 2014. So same year. I should have urged executive committee to take stronger measures to protect NCCL's integrity from the activities of PI members and sympathizers. Yeah, think. You think maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, it is a government thing. So, Well, it, a lot of the whole thing is that um, somebody had posted this and said, hey, can you can you and Jay talk about this? And I'm like, why? 
And I was just like, and yeah, I didn't realize just... it was just like an old article. But the thing is that it was just like, I think that this, the only thing that I have to say about this is check the dates on your articles. Um, right. But also the other aspect of this is that um, they keep they keep moving the goalpost in what's socially acceptable. Um, and, right. And I do know... Um, at least in the U.S. fairly recently, there have been some pro-pedophilia organizations that have been trying to get themselves recognized as being part of like the LBTGQ whatever. Right. Um, the, the homosexual and pansexual organizations, they're, they're trying to get them to accept them. And those communities have been resoundingly opposed to that yeah um there is what do they call it a uh something a it's like map or something like that a minor attracted person is the new term that they're trying to popularize for it because it doesn't sound as it doesn't have the same connotation as pedophile it doesn't sound but quite nearly if you are a person who is attracted to a minor you're a pedophile waiting to happen if you haven't acted on it, that's one thing. If you have, then you're a pedophile. Yeah. Kind of a fine line there. It's like, it's okay to think about killing somebody as long as you don't actually kill them. You know? Um, well, it, how would anybody know that you're thinking about killing somebody unless you said something or you acted on it? That seems kind of know, ridiculous. You know, like, say, for example, you were to walk into the bedroom with your your teenage lover lying on the bed and you're wearing clown makeup with a knife behind your back and saying, you know, I've always had this fantasy of uh, tying someone to the bed and having human sacrifice. Can I tie you to the bed? <laughs> that That's that, <laughs> that, that's crossing the line. <laughs> that's crossing the line. That, you, that you really is. No, that's you've crossed a line. Right. That's well, a- now he was 17 and she was 19. So at least they're somewhat consenting, somewhat adults. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think he didn't consent to as much as she thought she he did. Yeah. I don't know. It uh, just does. Whatever. It does seem. Um, it just seems to me as if it, this is an example of why you want to keep closer eye on your politicians. Well, that's exactly it. And it's important to point out that at this same time frame in the United States, there was an organization known as NAMBLA that was starting to be more recognized within political circles. Yeah. And for those who don't know, NAMBLA is the North American Man-Boy Love Association. Right. And yes, it's everything you think something with that name might actually be about. Yeah. And the reason why so many many of us know what NAMBLA is is because Howard Stern, back in the 90s, used to go after these people. Um, I, there were a couple of times when he had some people from NAMBLA on his radio show and just come right out and ask, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And and how many, how many kids have you assaulted? I mean, say whatever it is you want about, say about Howard Stern, but his work in exposing how genuinely evil these people are, um, should, should be applauded. He's really not afraid to call anyone out on anything. Yeah. He really isn't. But I think that his, his work in that area is um yeah and i think that this is also a perfect segue um there are more and more news 
of young Native American slash, quote, Indian, unquote, women and girls disappearing from reservations. Yes. And this people is something are, I've, yeah, we talked it, about I've this. Been, I first found out about this, um, I want to say it was about a year ago. We were up in Butte, Montana, and there was a billboard on the side of the highway that said, to date in 2018, which this was a year ago, so yeah. June of 2018, to date there have been, and it was something ridiculous, like 400 abductions or missing Native American women just in 2018. Yeah. Over 400. And where are they going? Why are they disappearing? No one knows. No one knows. Except obviously the abductors. I mean, I'm not, I'm well, not, I'm not trying to be funny, but the thing yeah. is, is that somebody, somebody knows where these young women are going. Um, right. and I, I just did a Google search for Native American women missing. This is, and mm-hmm. I just did a Google search and it was just like all these news items three days ago, April 9th, May 1st, June 5th. Um, and it just, there's all of these news stories and it was like, you know, with something like um, social media, um, Twitter, Facebook and whatever, people aren't talking about this as much as I think that they should. Um, and it's like just for a couple of days ago, um, Congress tackles crisis of missing and murdered Native American women. And it's like, what took you so long? Oh, it's not only, it's, a, it's American Indian right. and Alaska, Alaska Native women and girls reported missing. Um, in, in 2016 alone, 5,700. And it's like, if, if, if like you look at like, um, who was the girl who, who um, disappeared and turned up murder? Natalie Holloway, I think her name was. Yeah, that was in the Caribbean, wasn't it? And she and this young, beautiful blonde girl, college student, goes missing, and in another country, in another country, and it's all over the news every single day for years at a time. Yeah, five thousand seven hundred American Indian and Native Alaskan Native women go missing. Holy God, how could, this is news to me. Right. And to put that in perspective, by the way, that's over 15 women a day in 2016. That's amazing. And not in a good way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sickening, really. It's just, it's, how do you, especially in the United States where we like to consider ourselves more, um, I don't know how to phrase it. We can we like to think that our law enforcement is is towards the top of the world, and in truth, we really are. There's uh, crimes. The percentage of crimes that get solved in the United States is is really really high up there, but it has to be investigated, and no one seems to give a happy fuck. That's wrong. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that what you're saying is not factually accurate. I'm saying yeah. that it's wrong that. Um, oh, it's just a segment of the population that we've just warehoused somewhere, and we, you know, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's despicable. It's like it's one of those things. Whereas, is like we're all upset about what's going on in the White House, and the and the orange amphibian who's running the country. 
but we're not upset about these these women who just up and disappear and they're and they're never right. seen again so, where's so the from outrage? the cnn article they say Alyssa uh mclemore had her share of challenges in life at 21 she was already raising a three-year-old child and caring for her dying mother a year before she went missing she was picked up on prostitution charges I just kind of feel like they wrote her off as a prostitute and they probably thought, you know, she didn't have a family, said Tina Russell, McClure's, uh, McLemore's aunt. Kent police deny that McLemore's case was initially dismissed. It is still an open investigation, but there is precious little information to go on. 20 informal interviews were conducted after she went missing. One witness told police she was seen getting into a 90s model green truck. The police aren't even certain the sighting was the same day she went missing. They have a 911 call, a 911 call but it's only about 10 seconds long. In it, you can hear distress in her voice, according to Detective Brendan Wales, who has had the case on his desk since 2011. He has a recording of the call in his car, and he plays it back sometimes in case one day he might notice something different or significant. You never know what you could get from hearing something again and again and again. The 911 call was only able to be traced to the cell tower pinged off, meaning that she could have been anywhere within a two-mile radius of the tower. He has resubmitted the audio to the FBI to be reanalyzed and is also sending it to two outside analysts to see if any other voices can be heard. Her family has not heard the tape and Will said they won't be able to while the case is open. I don't know what you to know? say about that. And that's from a 2000, was it, when, when did they say she went missing? I oh, they didn't. Yeah. He's had the case on his desk since 2011, but we don't know when she went missing how long is yeah how long has it been yep oh da, da, da. a brief article appeared eight days after she disappeared 2009 here we go so 2009 she goes missing this detective has had it on his case since two years after yeah. she went missing and the only thing they really have is apparently a 10 second long 911 call and isn't there a show called 48 Hours? And the reason yeah. why it's called 48 Hours because the first 48 hours after someone goes missing are the most important. And this poor woman has been missing for two years before this particular guy got the case. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that no one was dealing with it during those two years. We don't know because the article, right. frankly, doesn't say. But it does make you stop and wonder. It does. It, it, it does make you wonder. So... And what if it was your kid? Here's the thing. What if that was your kid? Right. Or, you know, it's well, first of all, first of all, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to use a phrase here that uh, the more conservative among our group is going to get triggered by, but fuck them. This is an example of white privilege. If you or I, one of our children went missing, we are white. Yeah. There would be an immediate investigation done on it. Um, Depending on where you live, even a black child, if they go missing, will be acted on. Yeah. Native Americans, especially Native Americans on reservations, they really have no recourse. Yeah. Because not all reservations have police. The police that are outside of the reservation have no jurisdiction, and they have to go through the uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs in order to get the FBI he even look into it which yeah. means you they have to bring it up to their tribal leaders who then have to bring it up to the to the bia who then have to bring it up to the fbi imagine if that's how you had to get any serious crime done if your child went missing and those are the hoops you had to drive go through just to get someone to start investigating all the while knowing 
that the first 48 hours are the most important. Yeah. The chances of finding someone after those 48 hours go really low, like less than 20% chance of finding them. And it's going to take you probably a month to get anyone to even start to look into it, assuming everything goes quickly because we know how fast the government works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So um, in the article, it says some reservations have no police. The Not Invisible Act, which was introduced last week, aims to get victims, tribal leaders, federal agencies and law enforcement to bring forward recommendations on what might work. That bill follows Savannah's Act, which was reintroduced in January. It is named for Savannah LaFontaine Greywind, a pregnant woman killed in Fargo, North Dakota in 2017. It aims to improve the collection of data on missing and murdered Native American women. Murkowski said many women disappear from remote reservations, some that lack even a single police officer. Other times, cases get lost in a confusing web of jurisdictional conflicts between tribal, local, and state police. She also worries that some victims are simply discounted because of their race or involvement in prostitution. Now, what we have done to the Native American people besides stealing their land, yeah, a lot of people don't realize this, but on the reservation, even though they are recognized as an autonomous um, political entity, in other words, they are not considered necessarily subject to the laws of the United States, even though they kind of are, it's a weird sort of thing. Um, they get very little in the way of financial aid. Yeah, It's very difficult for them to get a good education. It's difficult for them to get a um, to get a job outside of the reservation. And everyone thinks, oh, well, they have all those, you know, they have all those casinos. Not all of them have those casinos. Exactly. Those casinos only exist in certain areas because it takes a lot of money to build a casino. And I don't, I don't yeah. think that all the Native Americans who live in that tribe really actually benefit. Well, it depends on the tribe and the casino, because a lot of the Native American casinos are privately owned, and some of them will just hire anybody. Some of them only hire Native Americans, like I believe yeah. the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, I believe, only hires Native Americans. And then if no Native Americans are applying for the job after a certain amount of time, they open it up to non-Native Americans. But that Mohegan Sun, as I, if I understand things correctly, is actually owned by the tribe. Yep. <clears throat> it is not a. It is not a privately owned casino. So, basically, as a private entity, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whatever hiring practices they want. So, yeah. the The truth of the matter is, is we put Native Americans in in these reservations. And have left them there for generations and not done a bloody fucking thing to help them no. in any way, shape, or form. While the Smithsonian Institute has had a policy to downplay anything that archaeologically may be seen as proving that the Native Americans were anything under anything other than savages. Mindless half naked savages yeah. when the Europeans got here and saved us. Yeah. This is something that pisses me the hell off because there's no reason for it. And for the most part, it's not even viewed as being racist. Yeah. When it that's should be. Uh, and that's awful. It is. It's completely awful. It, it, yeah. It's, it's very awful. In the article, it says, resources are spread so thin it allows people to fall through the cracks, according to Billy Stratton, a native, an expert in Native American studies at the University of November. He thinks there ought to be more police resources on reservations, but the broader problem goes much deeper than that. When you're talking about a group of people who are among the lowest socioeconomic class in the U.S., they're more susceptible to violence than others. 
Poverty is the main driver. Dispossession, lack of empowerment, isolation, and other social problems, I think, flow from that. <sighs> yeah. And then there's Roxanne White, Native American activist and a victim of self-trafficking herself. Years ago, she had never even heard the term missing and murdered indigenous women. But did I know that violence against myself and other Native women had been an issue? Yes, all my life. In Canada, the problem is so acute that it sparked a national inquiry due to wrap up this month. But in the United States, it hardly gets talked about. Washington State is one of the few exceptions. Lawmakers have passed a new law requiring the state police to gather data on the number of missing and murdered Native women. White's cousin is among those who will be counted. Rosenda Strong went missing from the Yakima Reservation in October. Strong was last seen leaving the Legend Casino in Topenish, Washington on October 2nd. Her sister Sissy Strong said tribal police were initially dismissive of the disappearance because her sister used drugs. When I told the cops, they said, well, she just probably went partying, getting, you know, doing drugs. Yeah. And to be honest, that is something that if the police know that someone is engaged in a high-risk behavior like doing drugs or um, prostitution, they don't actually do anything for those first 24 hours often. And it's not necessarily, how do I, this is like threading a needle. It's not necessarily because they don't care. It's just that it's a high-risk behavior and there there's a good chance that they'll have disappeared for two days and then they'll be back. So it's about resources, you know? Um, so that ties into it too. But the truth is, is that something has to be done. I don't know what they have to do to be able to identify the difference between someone who's engaging in high-risk behaviors who will be likely to come back and someone who is engaging, excuse me, in high risk behaviors and actually has something gone wrong. I mean, that is a similar issue related to this, but not necessarily the same issue, you know, but still, I mean, do we even have the numbers for women that have gone missing this year for native American women that have gone missing? No, I don't. Well, I mean, the year is still young, Jay. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's it, I, I mean, I'm flabbergasted at this news story. Yeah. And um, other I, I just think that it's like maybe we should like once a week or maybe once a month bring this up again. I know that I, I talked about this a lot, like somewhere around half. Like what? What was what was what was the number like? um there are like 5 million missing people cases every single year. There's like, and it's like, maybe there's like around a million or so people who go missing from the United States each year that go, uh, that, that are not solved. Right. And it, um, well, and uh, here's another article on CBS news in 2008 in a 2008 study they found that women in some tribal communities are 10 times more likely to be murdered than the national average. That's a sobering statistic. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is, this is a, the, a, this is the news. These are the actual numbers here. No hyperbole on my part. And I just, I just go, the question is how many people go missing every day in the United States? There are as many as 100,000 active missing persons cases in the United States at every any given time. Of the 
692,944 people reported missing in 2010. 531,928 were under the age of 18, according to the National Crime Investigation Center, NCIC. 355,243 women were reported missing in 2010, compared to 337,660 men. So the thing is, people... People just disappear all over the country, and people and we don't know why, and 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 we don't don't know why. Yeah. Um, here's and here's from, another from yeah from the article it says according to the National Institute of Justice, ninety seven percent of Native women who have experienced violence have been victimized by non Native perpetrators. Yeah, so it's not like their husbands, fathers, whatever are beating them. These are native women who are getting beaten and abused by non-native people. 97%. So, um, and in in many states, there are are cases of of missing people um, that are just like they're piling up. I'm just reading this article about how like Alaska has like the number one, more people go missing in Alaska than any other state, apparently. Um, Arizona, Aragon, Oregon, Washington State, Nevada, Idaho, New Mexico, Montana, Wyoming. I'm not surprised about Wyoming. I, I uh, Wyoming and Alaska. I can understand how you can get lost in the woods and never be seen again. I mean, Hawaii. Is oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean. People don't understand that when you when you look at Montana or Wyoming, the population of Montana, the entire state of Montana, is eclipsed by, I want to say, the population of the city of Boston and encompasses an area that would include all of New England, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Yeah. And I think it's even maybe a little bigger than that. <sighs> yeah. So population density out there is really not dense at all. <laughs> no. I read this crazy statistic that on average, people who live in, in suburban and rural areas are less than five miles away of dense, virtually virgin forest. And that it was just like, if you just go for a walk and you get lost. And then there's, I don't know, and it's like, here's the thing. I don't know how many people just get lost and they never are heard from again. And how many people just disappear because of abductions of whatever kind. And it's like, how come? Well, to be honest with you, if, if, if you're talking about people that have gone missing, there's no difference between someone who's abducted and someone who's literally just gotten lost in the woods. Yeah. Because the end result is they're still missing. And the way you handle those missing those missing persons reports are are different, but only after the fact. First, you have to realize they're missing. Then they've got to investigate as to the circumstances of it. Are they missing because you know they went out to eat and no one saw them after they left the the restaurant? That's different yeah. than if well they went for a hike in the woods and on Sunday and no one's seen them since. Okay, those are two different things. Yeah, but 
you've got to do at least a little bit of investigation to even get to that point. And they're talking, like, we're talking about in this, we're talking about missing and murdered. Yeah. So they're not just missing. They're also finding them dead as well. And not just finding them dead. They're finding them dead under mysterious circumstances, i.e. someone caused them to die yeah. with intent to do so. That's murder. Well, anyway, <laughs> we didn't want to get off on on this one topic and, and talk about this because I don't I don't know how much time we have left. But one of the things that we like, I think you and I had both agreed that this was the news item of the week. Uh, huge mystery blob found under the moon's far side. Yes, um, South Pole to be particular. Yeah, the south, the moon's South Pole. There's a giant mass of something hiding underneath the South Pole of the moon. Um, right, and this is from now. The, yeah, go ahead. The, the specifically, we're talking about the South Pole Aitken Basin. So that's not. It extends. It's a basin that extends from the South Pole and goes up, and it's just this big, huge mass of something. Yeah. And it's under the surface. Yeah. That's the other thing. A mysterious blob with the mass akin to a pile of metal five times the size of the big island of Hawaii. And why did they decide to call it a structure? The structure described in a recent study <laughs> published in Geographic Research Letters cites at least 180 miles beneath the South Pole, that basin, a colossal crater punched into the lunar landscape billions of years ago when the moon's initially molten surface had cooled just enough for impacts to leave lasting marks the team discovered an anomalous blob by combining combining data from nasa's gravity recovery and interior laboratory or grail mission so they're looking for the missing grail <laughs> and topography <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and topography from the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. The data helped them refine past calculations for thickness of the crater's crust and the density of the mantle, revealing an odd underground excess of mass. And of course, conspiracy theories theorists like us are going to go crazy. Why did you call it a structure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think. So, and this is in, National in Geographic, article, Jay. This is National yeah. Geographic. Right. And something that's in another article that we looked at on the CBC is, um, what the hell is this guy's name? Paul Byrne, uh, papers co-author and assistant professor of planetary geology at North Carolina State University. Says the single best explanation, I think, at least right now, is that it's the remnant core or chunk of whatever slammed into the moon to make the SPA, the South Pole at Aiken Basin. Right. So it's something that left over from when something smacked the moon hard enough to make a dent. Yeah. <laughs> so and they also he, says, they he cites a recently published paper in the journal Nature suggests the Chinese lunar lander Shangyi. Launched earlier this year, found evidence of the moon's mantle at the surface, which would have been ejected by the collision. Okay. Right? Now that's the crust. All right. So in any planetary object, including the moon, we have the crust, and then underneath the crust is the mantle. Yeah. So the crust on the Earth includes all the way down to the bottom of the deepest trench of the ocean. That's yeah. all still in the crust. 
And so the mantle is underneath that. And they found evidence of the moon's mantle at the surface because this big, huge thing just plowed into it at some point. Yeah. And to, this is the other thing that I find funny that they, they don't talk about in these articles, but we don't really know why we have such a large moon. Which gets The back, Earth's yeah. moon is, is abnormally large for any planetary system. So, yeah. like, we all know that Jupiter has a lot of moons. Saturn has a number of moons. But their moons are, like, really small in comparison yep. to the size of the planet. Whereas our moon is really large in comparison to the planet. And I, some articles I've read said that the moon's mass should be producing enough gravity so that we should be theoretically wobbling. But we're not. Every time it goes around us. Yeah. Every time the moon goes around us, the Earth, the Earth should be wobbling on its axis. And yet it isn't. So why not? Well, I mean, we wobble on the axis, but it's over the course of a rotation, an orbit around the right. sun not as the moon orbits us which brings so, which brings us back to the book that i'm still trying to plow through who built the moon by christopher knight and uh, alan butler um just read this quick synopsis uh the authors of civilization when return bringing new evidence about the moon that will shake up the world christopher knight and alan butler realized that the ancient system of geometry they presented in the earlier breakthrough story works as a as as perfectly for the moon as it does the earth on further investigation they found a consistent sequence of beautiful integer numbers when looking at every aspect of the moon no such pattern emerges from any other moon in our solar system in addition knight and bubbler butler discovered that the moon possesses few or no heavy materials and and has no core something that should not be possible the persuasive conclusion, it, if a higher life only developed on Earth because the moon is exactly where it is, what it is and where it is, it becomes, uh, it, it becomes unreasonable to cling to the idea that the moon is a natural object. There's a lot of coincidences about the moon, as they say. And there are other, they found other isotopes on the moon, allegedly, and I'm saying this, and, and by the way, I'm saying this allegedly according to this book and other things that I've read from, from other sites, that they have found isotopes on the moon that are the byproducts of nuclear reactors. And they found like titanium, re refined titanium dust that defies explanation. Um Right. And some people will say, well, there's a giant nuclear reactor in the center of our solar system. However, not why are those isotopes thing. found on the moon, right. but not found on Mars? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm talking about not, a, not nuclear fission that occurs on the moon. I'm talking nuclear. Am I getting it wrong? I'm getting it wrong. I don't know. There's, there's, a different, there's, a di there's, <laughs> a there's a difference between fission and fusion. Fission right. happens when you split atoms. There, right, 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 right. Okay, okay. there are isotopes on the moon that are, that can only be found through nuclear fission, artificial okay, and, nuclear and reactors. Now the now the sun is fusion, right? Where where it's where um, hydrogen comes together to make helium, and then and and then other elements. Fission okay. is when you split atoms apart, like 
um, plutonium like the and nuclear uranium. bomb, right? Or nuclear reactors mm-hmm. like we have here on Earth, like Chernobyl, right? Or like the yellow cake that they found in that high school. Exactly, exactly. That kind of, you know, um, we we don't know how uh, there are all these anomalies on the moon, according to this book by Christopher Knight. Not that I don't think it's the same Christopher Knight from the Radio Bunch. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, yeah, Pro- probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, but there are a lot of anomalies about uh, about the moon that have people scratching their heads. And it's like, how is how is the moon possible? I don't know. You know what? Here's a great idea. Let's do some more research. Let's actually send right. rockets to the moon. And there's right. And in I believe I forget if it's in the National Geographic article or the CBC article. There's they're actually NASA scientists that are trying to get make the case for why we need to go back to the moon. Why yeah. we need to go back, we need to study the moon, because the moon impacts us. So what's happening on the moon is going to impact us. It also gives us a key into the history of the moon, because as far as we know, the moon is as old as the Earth. So anything that impacted the moon, theoretically, has impacted the Earth as well. Yeah. Um, and there's another <laughs> another article that, that you sent me about how um, the basically our NASA's spaceflight priorities are screwed up. But yeah, we can get to that later. But I think there is there is a, a, a scientific need for us to go back to the moon and conduct more studies of the moon because we don't really know anything about our closest neighbor. No, we really don't. I mean, we, we know how the moon affects the tides on the Earth, but we don't know, well, if it's affecting the tides, why isn't it affecting our, our, our rotational... I mean, we should really be wobbling. Right. You know? Yeah, and we're not. And we're not. Why aren't we? And the moon is just pockmarks with these impact craters. And apparently, there's this really huge mother of a fucking crater down by the, by the moon's south pole. I'd be interested to see, and I don't see anything in either of these articles, where is that crater in relation to the Earth? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the moon's south pole, okay, fine, that's, that's dandy. As far as I understand it, the moon's pole axis has the same lean as the Earth's axis lean is. Um, that's why we're always seeing the same side of, of the moon, because it has the same, it rotates as it revolves, and yeah. it's the same. Now, is this crater facing the Earth? I don't think so. I think that it's... Yeah, um, because the thing is, is that the moon is tidally locked with the Earth, which explains. And you can look up tidal lock, and it, 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 there's a better explanation. Um, yeah, but it, it would it would make sense if this mass was at the South Pole. It is, and yeah. that's the pole that was leaning closer towards the Earth. That would make sense because it would be the Earth's magnetic field pulling at this massive lump of metal that would lock the moon's rotation as it orbits the earth this is the perfect time when we say we we, we just don't know now from what, right. what i understand is as we're looking at the moon we are always looking at at the moon we're always looking at the same side of the moon because as right. as it orbits it, around us as it orbits around us it's turning at just the right rate so you only see one side of it i would think that the north and the south pole because of that 
are in perpen- are, are perpendicular or parallel t- to right. the Earth. To the Earth's north and south, and orbital north and south, right. true north and south, not magnetic. Right. I mean, it. I I don't I don't know the astrophysics enough to explain why that is. But I mean, it explains it in this book, "Who Built the Moon." Um, mm-hmm. But and the, it it talks about such huge math concepts that are just beyond a graphic designer like myself. But the right. entire notion is is that I think it's really unusual. Whereas our our goal is to return to the moon, and according to this article in National Review by Fred Swartz, the goal is to land on the moon as soon as possible by the year 2024. I hope it happens. Yeah. I really honestly do. It seems to me, it seems odd that we have an obsession all of a sudden with the moon's south pole. And a lot of people say that, well, it could be water hiding in some of the craters on the moon because they, they're they never exposed to sunlight. That's that's an exciting idea. That's an ex- exciting thought and concept. But, but there's, something, there's something else going on, I think, that has more to do with there's just they're just looking for water well, on the moon. I mean, to go full on conspiracy theorist wacko here. Yep. If the moon is a satellite, if you think of the moon as like a Death Star without a death ray, right? Then the giant metal core at the southern pole would the giant metal object structure is would make sense to be like the engines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be the densest part of any ship any space traveling vehicle the engine would have the densest structure so that would make sense and it even being a a crater on the moon would make more sense if that was like a thruster i'm not saying that's what i think it is but i mean if i'm gonna go whack job i'm gonna go full-on whack job because (laughs) it's fun why not hey that's what we're here for exactly so i mean if this if the moon is some sort of structure some some artificial satellite that is so old that it actually looks like a natural satellite this would all make sense yeah that would all fit in you know so it's going to be interesting to see what we find out in the coming years and it's going to take us a lot of years to sort this out and i am i'm definitely i'm curious to see you know did something occur recently that made us say yeah we want to check this shit out or is this just the culmination of years and years of people keep saying, hey, we, there's something funky going on with the moon. We've got to look into it. We've got to look into it. We've got to look, we got to look into it. And then finally, we, you know, the orange amphibian's like, sure, I think we should look into that. I think it's important. All the people love it. <laughs> that, sounds <more> like, <laughs> that sounds more like Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... <laughs> Vocal qualities between the two do kind of overlap quite a bit. <laughs> you see, and I'm not an impressionist. I make up my own voices. Damn it! You see, we're gonna I'm just have... listening to the voices in my head and letting you know what they say. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> you see, we're gonna have the greatest lunar landing. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. It's gonna love it. We're gonna have the Martians pay for it. I promise you. I swear. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. I have this theory that Donald Trump is a celebrity because of the comedians liking to, wanting to just pick on him because <laughs> of his mannerisms and speech. I was going to be. I was talking to Melania, Melania, the most beautiful woman I've seen this week. I'm telling you, she's very hot. 
very special. <laughs> you know, is she, it me or does he mispronounce his own wife's name? I, I don't know. <laughs> it might be me. It might be me. I've, I've, yeah. So, <laughs> but I would like to actually sit down with somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson again. And just say, what is with our obsession with the with the moon's south pole? And would he know? And, yeah. And it, I don't know. I mean, what happens if you do a Google search right now? And I don't know how we're doing on time. Uh, yeah, I should get going pretty late. We got like maybe 10, 15 minutes. If you do a Google search of, of there are all of these top stories. Um, there are all of these news stories, whereas all of a sudden people are, are talking about the South Pole. And um, from the past, Jesus, uh, you know, from the past two days, there's all of these, all of these news, news stories. Like, why is it so important? Why are we talking about this? How come we are look you know other countries as well are also i just just as um well even the even the article um i think it was the cbc article mentioned the changi uh lunar orbiter that was launched by china yeah. what i find fascinating is how much it seems the the different space agencies are sharing information yeah there seems to be a lot of sharing of information which i think is fucking awesome yeah um but it's also surprising considering a lot of the other political shit going on between us and china you know so yeah that is just surprising to me but also kind of hopeful if we can set aside our political differences in the interest of science maybe science is the way we achieve world peace wouldn't that be neat? Yeah, and it, it's exciting that the thing is, is that apparently these and and I know this sounds conspiratorial. I know it's I know it makes us sound like crazy conspiracy nuts. I'm at the point now where it's like I've just given up and I've just accepted that's who we are. I've just I, yeah. I've I've given that up. <laughs> um, the idea that they are that countries are uniting together to investigate this mystery on the moon gives me a little bit of hope while at the same time i'm wondering what are they hiding i don't think that that's a an unfair question jay no i don't think it is either do we also have time for one more story that i thought and this is going to bookend perfectly with the with the redhead who likes to dress up as a clown oh boy um what did i what did i what did i tell you to look up Vampire Witch Reptilian Super Soldier, which might actually be the name of of, of this week's episode. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you look? Did yeah. you look it up? I looked it up. I mean, it, it's telling to me that the number the, uh, the when you do a Google search for Vampire Witch Reptilian Super Soldier, the first response is from a website called coffee and memes podbeam <laughs> yeah. yeah and in the little like write-up that's on google that you get the little blurb yeah it says is there anything more annoying than vampire witch reptilian super soldiers i doubt it we find a man whose life has been irreparably and i haven't clicked on the link yet 
because <laughs> yeah, this is just fucking awesome. Yep. We find a man whose life has been irreparably damaged by Jump Up. So that's apparently a song. Yep. Tracklist, Fracture, Give Me Love, FD, Foundation, Sound and Noise, Cowards. It's, it's, this is a song, and it's actually playing right now, but I have it muted. I'm going to read this headline here. This is a per perfect way to bookend, because you know where I'm going with this. Yes. A Pennsylvania woman murdered her boyfriend after a dispute with a cult leader who preaches conspiracy theories about reptilians, aliens living secretly as humans. Uh, and I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that Barbara Rogers, age 40, who was sentenced Monday for the third degree murder of her boyfriend, looks anything like my brother's ex-wife i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna mention that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention that there's this weird conspiracy about sometimes hot brunettes hot redheads and hot blondes are sometimes often crazy a pennsylvania woman was sentenced monday for the third degree murder amid a bizarre feud with a cult that preaches about new age alien agenda Barbara Rogers, 42, was sentenced to 15 to 40 years in prison for shooting Stephen Menino uh, in the head July 2017. Rogers argued during her trial that Menino asked her to kill him because he was distressed by his belief that the cult leader was a reptilian posing as a human. The leader of the cult, Sherry Schreiner, denies she runs a cult and told NewJersey.com New in 2017 that Rogers was triggered to kill Molino after the pair watched a Resident Evil movie. <laughs> Resident Evil? <laughs> I mean, I... It's about aliens. It's about freaking vamp. That's, that's, that's about zombies. I mean, I mean, I've seen really bad, horrible movies. I actually am one of the few people who are willing to admit that he's survived watching Howard the Duck in the movie theater. I'm willing, right. huh? I'm All willing right. to admit that. Hold on. You haven't mentioned this in the 20 plus years we've known each other. I may need a minute to reconcile what I know of you and what I know of Howard the Duck. You actually saw that in the theater? I actually saw it because it was a George Lucas movie. And well, the it, thing it, is, how, does, how, how bad could it, it be? Well, to be honest with you, it explains your alcohol consumption. <laughs> I don't know. I could have done without the sex scene. That's all I'm saying. I could have done without seeing Leah Thompson getting it on with a with a duck. I mean, that it, it, yeah. So here's another article about that same story about Barbara Rogers. It starts off with the call lighted up the 9-11 dispatch center in the early morning hours of July 15th, 2017. My boyfriend had a gun, Barbara Rogers told the operator from a home in Holball Township, Pennsylvania, about 110 miles north of Philadelphia, WNEP would later report. He told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh my God, he's dead. When police arrived at the tan double wide trailer, of course it's a trailer. Of course it's a trailer. A double wide trailer, Jay. A double wide. Inside, they found Stephen Mineo, 32, dead from a close-range 45 bullet wound in his forehead. Well, I hope he's dead. Rogers was arrested and charged with her boyfriend's murder. 
But behind what first appeared to be a simple domestic killing, investigators soon found a bizarre backstory involving an extraterrestrial cult that had swallowed up both Rogers and Mineo. According to the Pocono record, as Rogers' first-degree murder trial began in March, she claimed in court the couple had gotten into a disagreement with the leader of the cult. Who, yeah, this right, so that's the same thing you read. In the end, the jury split the difference, finding Rogers guilty of the lesser charge of third-degree murder. On Monday morning, a judge sentenced the 44-year-old to 15 to 40 years in prison. The sentencing did not sit well with the victim's family. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's the fucking space reptiles all over again, man. Well, not just, Why do they keep coming back up? Why do they keep coming back up? Not just any. Not just any. Vampire, witch, reptilian, super soldiers. Yes. Yes. Gotta get specific, Jay. The only thing missing from that is lesbian, and you've got a great B-level movie right there, just with the title. Yeah. Lesbian, vampire, witch, super soldier. That's that's going to be the next great B-movie. I mean, that's going to be right up there with the evil dead. Yeah. Um, Sherry Schreiner is a an author with three books to her name, Interview with the Devil, Aliens on the Internet, and Bible Codes Revealed, The Coming UFO Invasion. Um, and, and the thing is, is that this is right within my wheelhouse. <laughs> this is, this is stuff that I love talking about on this podcast. But the thing is that it was just like, and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at her and I said, you know what? Crap. I got to get on the game. I got to get on the stick here. <laughs> if she can do it, I can too. I should be writing books like this. Right. You know? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Mineo reportedly began following Schreiner through her online writings in the early 2000s, but his relationship with Rogers eventually put him at odds with the teachings. Schreiner told NJ.com she believed Rogers was a vampire witch reptilian super soldier. The split seems to have started when Rogers wrote Facebook posts talking about her cravings for red meat and preference for steak tartare. Schreiner believed red meat was a sign that a person was actually reptilian. Damn it, I must be a reptilian. Uh, we must be. There's only certain types of people who crave the raw meat because they crave the blood. Those with the vampire demon in them, Schreiner said in a YouTube video, according to NJ.com. Schreiner told the newspaper she then warned Mineo his girlfriend was possessed. When the demon manifested in her, it was the demon or a lizard, if she had both, a human's no match for that kind of supernatural strength. The one thing I did know, she was no longer good. That's just racist. Yeah. Just because she's a, su a supernatural demon possessing a lizard human does not mean that she's not good. I know. Sheesh. Racists. That drives me crazy. <laughs> <sighs> just that kind of just oh my gosh you know and people say i'm weird oh <laughs> the longer i've been doing this show the more normal i feel and i'm not comfortable with that <laughs> right i i i feel as if i need to step up my game if i'm going to become a cult leader like these people you know i'm i'm not exactly normal but at least i don't believe that there's such thing as vampire witch reptilian super soldiers yeah, let's make sure that we we be very careful here because we want to specify here that the real concern, we should be on the lookout 
for vampire witch reptilian super soldiers. Those are who we really need to be. Not just vampires. Not just witches. Not, not just witches. Not, and not just rep reptiles. Or super soldiers. But vampire witch <laughs> reptilian super soldiers. <laughs> That's the real concern here. Let's not it's not the it's not it's not the deficit that we should be worried about. It's not illegal immigra immigration. <laughs> Why is it I have in my head? Tune in to Fox Sunday for vampire reptilian witch super soldiers. It's not just a show. <laughs> and I and Carol and Carol and I have never got into a fight about a topic on this podcast where one of us says, "But shoot me, shoot me." <laughs> what was it? What was it? She she said he said he told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh my God, he said. Just that one statement makes me question her sanity. Because if someone hands you a gun, tells you to hold it against their head and press the trigger, you have no right, if assuming you actually obey at that point, you have no right to be surprised that they're dead. Yeah. No right. I'm sorry. You don't have a right to, to be surprised they're dead. Well, I was actually kind of shocked when I pulled the trigger <laughs> of the loaded gun that I put to his head. And then he died. That's craziness. I don't understand how 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 does that how I, do, I don't how does that happen? I don't understand. <laughs> really, did guns really work that way? Really? I didn't know a gun could do that. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, what else don't oh we know? Oh my gosh! What else don't we know? So well, apparently, I'm, I'm at a loss. Um, Based, based on the logic found in that one statement, we also don't know that alcohol causes you to get drunk. Drugs don't cause you to get high. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just at a loss. I don't, right. know where to, I, don't know where, I don't know where to go with this. Yep. All right. Hey, um, I actually have to get going. I'm getting pinged by my boss, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, that figures as much. All right, Jay. Right? I, I know it's it, I'll tell him it's the it's the vampire witch reptilian super soldier's fault that I'm late you tell him that and I want to hear what he has to say about that I'll let you know <laughs> all right talk to you later Eric bye pal You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link. And for a mere dollar a month, you will get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for The Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles radio show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles news. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. 
keep your chins up and your fedoras on.